0: That doesn't exist so it's it's a misnomer and I'll explain uh you know we we learned this uh over the last two years by talking to the top scientists in the world there is no such thing as a limited amount in the adrenals which is a little you know hormone producing organ on top of the kidneys and and that you know somehow you would run out of that and that that would show some kind of fatigue that's absolutely not what's happening
1: I am really, really excited for the guest today because when, when this guest name came across from the, 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 the PR team that I'm in contact with, and I love everything that they, every guest I've had that they send with me, these guys are amazing. And so I know when I get that email, I get excited because I'm getting a really good guest and I saw this guy's name, I go to do my research on him and it's all this stuff about tech. And all this amazing stuff and all this all these things that he's done about in his past, with tech and technology and cell phones and applications and stuff. And so I keep reading into this guy because what I'm seeing on online is not what I'm being pitched an interview for. So then I see what he's actually coming onto the show for to talk about cortisol and its effects on the brain, on development, on mental health, on epigenetics. on And it was mind boggling. So I I knew that once again, this company had just knocked it out of the park with Viva. And I'm gonna let him tell you who he was and where he came from and how he ended up dealing with cortisol. But I am pretty sure you've got some of the same questions that I do, moms and dads listening. What, what, what do you mean cortisol? In fact, I, I, what is cortisol and why do I need to know about it for my teens and always on Beyond Risk and Back for, for myself as a parent? What, what is this thing? So thank you for being here. I'm very excited. Don't forget to hit that golden listen, like, subscribe, share, leave a review, all those things that help keep us as Beyond Risk and Back getting into the hands of parents who need help with their teenagers who are really, really struggling. My guest today is Viba Thank you so much for being on the air uh, with us, Viba I really appreciate you being here. Uh, this is great. You just, uh, your book is out. You're, talk about your book. Let's start with the end in mind, which is parents need to get this book. Let's talk about it.
0: Yes, and thanks for having me, uh, Aaron we just finished a book that was published uh, a month ago and it did surprisingly well we got i think f- uh, first week alone we sold over 4000 copies yeah we explain what uh, what cortisol is and as as you'll learn in the it's 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 a lot more than your stress hormone so what we wanted to do was two things one was explain what the heck is is cortisol doing and why is it racking our body and brain uh because it's just amazing how little uh we know and and even the scientists that we we interviewed for the book they if you go one lane over you know it's a whole new field and they they might not know about uh, the cortisol effects which are uh amazing as you'll hear the other uh, pieces you know coming uh coming in uh, with the technology and this is why i uh, rolled into this uh, this rabbit hole <laughs> and uh, i am a technologist have um, been mostly as you as you mentioned mostly focused on uh, on mobile and ai and the way it started was uh, through uh, a family member i spoke to uh, uh, the psychiatrist and asked a very simple question how do you quantify stress And the answer was, well, we asked the patient how they feel. And I said, that's great, but there must be something that you can measure. Uh, And they said, well, this is how we've been doing it for 150 years. So next step was I called up a friend of mine who's an internist, and he said, well, the gold standard is cortisol. You know it as a stress hormone, but that's only 3% of what cortisol does. It runs your body, it's uh, And then if it goes out of whack, it damages every biological process in your body. And I'm like, great. So why the heck are you guys in any medical field not testing cortisol? And he said it's almost impossible to, me- uh, to measure. So a couple of reasons. One is you need to do five tests the first day to get a baseline. And the way it is done today is you walk into a doctor's office at 2 PM and they just, you know, check the cortisol box on a blood test. And one measurement, especially when it's later in the day is absolutely useless. It's like me measuring your heartbeat for one second and then telling you, you have a cardiovascular disease. So then, uh, I, I, two things, uh, so it was really about the time to measure and the place. But also about the technology, you needed to send it to a lab, which means it's delayed, it's costly, and you'll receive the results in, you know, it could be a week. That's uh, how I got started because I uh, reverse engineered uh, a lab scanner. And at the end, it turned out that we can replicate all the functions of, let's say, a a $10,000 lab scanner, which is what most universities and labs and clinics are using you can replicate that with your iPhone or Android. Yeah. So this is really the next step of AI on your phone similar to you know how AI is now helping you know, looking at tumors in, in on x-rays. Wow.
1: I, I mean, there's a lot there to start with. And so I want to go back to something that you said where cortisol is, you know, 3% of the cortisol reading, the cortisol numbers, the cortisol chemical itself is uh, has to do with stress. It's so much bigger than that. So why is it our stress hormone? Why is it, oh, my adrenals are burnt out, and then we get focused on cortisol? Why does that 3%, which seems like a pretty minimal percentage, because there's still 97% of what cortisol is and does, why is that 3% important? And I guess the, the the follow-up question to that is that, is the, the stress concept of cortisol so important that that is where even the phone app and the AI is going to focus? Is that, is cortisol why we're stressed or is our stress affecting our cortisol and therefore… It's, it's,
0: it's the cause and the effect, and I, I'll explain it in detail. Before I forget, you mentioned a symptom. Uh, what a lot of doctors uh, are also talking about: uh, adrenal fatigue.
1: Adrenal fatigue. Absolutely. Actually, Which,
0: actually, that doesn't exist. Well, wait a second. So,
1: because here, where every I imagine every parent who's listening no. to this show right now is like, "I have adrenal fatigue." What do you mean? It doesn't exist.
0: That doesn't exist. So it's it's a misnomer, and I'll explain. Uh, you know, we we learned this. Uh, over the last two years, by talking to the top scientists in the world, there is no such thing as a limited amount in the adrenals, which is a little, you know, hormone-producing organ on top of the kidneys, and and that you know somehow you would run out of that, and that that would show some kind of fatigue. That's absolutely not what's happening. Let me first start by saying what is what is cortisol. Cortisol is a hormone. Hormone is kind of a signaling element in your body that sends messages from one organ to the next cortisol is a particular one because it's uh it it breaks down everything if it's uh, elevated and it stops uh biological processes in its tracks it stops your sex organs it stops your metabolism makes you focus uh, which is really good on the short term right (laughs) if you have an exam or or a you know, uh, a match, but uh, not if it stays elevated for a longer period of time. The old example is you meet uh, you meet the tiger. There's a couple of let's let's just go through the basics just to make sure everybody's on the same page. When you uh, have a have a threat, uh, and obviously that's a fear impulse, and two things happen in your brain. It sends a signal. It's called the HPA axis: uh, hypothalamus, pituitary gland, adrenals, HPA. So it's not just the adrenals doing something standalone. No, this is a window into our brain. So if you look at everything in your body that you know, probably cortisol is the most important biomarker for what's happening in your brain. And uh, stress is let's let's start there, right? So you're you're meeting that tiger. Now there's a couple of a couple of ways to respond. We've all heard of fight and flight. let let's go. Through that, usually when uh, back in the day, and that's how cortisol is is, has its function in all mammals has has had it for millions of years, is that it helps you because all of a sudden you get this these superpowers goes you know uh, uh, you have your uh, your glucose going to your muscles, Uh, your brain is gonna is gonna be on fire, but once the threat is gone, it goes down. And the other ones uh, we have to mention as well, there's two other responses. One is freeze. You see that a lot with uh, victims of, uh, of trauma. And the other one is fawn. Now an extreme case you might have heard of is Stockholm syndrome, but where you're trying to please the person usually who, who uh, makes the threat. Very deep impacts, especially when there, there's severe trauma involved in childhood. What happens is cortisol stays elevated. Now the HPA axis, whether you have a viral infection or a threat like this, you and inflammation is another one, right? Poor nutrition, ele- inflammation, cortisol stays elevated. Um, obesity, cortisol will nestle itself in your in your uh, fat cells around your organs, your adipose visceral tissue as we call it, and those fat cells become a cortisol producing gland. So you're making the problem worse. And the, uh, so back to your point on, the, on uh, adrenal fatigue. Once you've reached your peak of cortisol and stays elevated for weeks and months and driving all kinds of crazy behavior, and, and it not just crazy, it could be depression, right? could be, we see, we've seen it um, with, uh, then at a certain point, your hypothalamus in your brain is going to say, no more, we're damaging the body. And at that point, it's going to tell the pituitary and the pituitary is going to tell the adrenals, let's lower the production of cortisol because it's too damaging. So it's a warning system from the brain. So it's not an adrenal fatigue. The, yes, the cortisol levels drop. And we've seen that with, uh, with uh, severe depression, um, burnout. We've seen that with long COVID. Yeah, that's, that's really uh, what's happening.
1: But it's still producing. So I have a I have a, a question about anxiety because it, okay. So I understand depression could represent a a cortisol drop. Is anxiety like a continuation of elevated? What's it, what's its relationship with anxiety? Clinical anxiety.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of overlap. I'll throw a couple of ones out there, and I'm not a doctor. I don't want to replace any any medical advice, but just to uh, explain the basics. When you look at, there's a clear correlation. Between cortisol and all those symptoms that you mentioned, and it goes as far as PTSD and PTSD up to uh, suicidal thoughts. The and and that as I mentioned, cortisol goes up, and at a certain point, it could go to a very low level, and which is much harder to uh, uh, to intervene on and and, and get back uh, to. And you know, we we've seen that with the anxiety most likely is, is, uh, is fear that stays with you for a longer period of time. It affects your sleep. Uh, cortisol happens to be the driver of your circadian rhythm. So having poor sleep will affect your cortisol uh, rhythm during the day and will make the problem worse because your cortisol levels need to be properly elevated. Uh, so they actually need to be high when you wake up. Cortisol is... Uh, the reason why you, you wake up, by the way, it, it pushes glucose into the bloodstream to wake up, and uh, it's your natural breakfast. So for millions of years, cortisol was giving us food, and we would uh, uh, mostly skip breakfast. So then it would come down. Now, what's happening with anxiety and other symptoms, PTSD, for example, it's it doesn't come down enough, or... You know, when you've really uh, what they call uh, HBA uh, dysfunction, then uh, it, it doesn't produce enough anymore.
1: So, HBA is it's not producing enough. PTSD, it's not coming down. It's so, so this, you know, depression, it is, it has dropped. Anxiety, it's remaining high. Okay. So now we're starting to, I get it. Here's what I want to say as a listener, you know, as a student of yours right now. I'm gonna be a believer that cortisol is attached to all things. Like as you're talking, I'm like, wow! Like cortisol and and bipolar. Wow, cortisol and you know borderline personality disorder. So let's talk about addiction. What's going on with cortisol and addiction?
0: Yeah, it's it's a clear clear correlation. Uh, so the cortisol and, and lots of us, in, me included, uh, were addicted to glucose. Um, I've been told that addictions are for life, so it's a it's a way of managing your addiction. Uh, the thing is, whether it's a glucose or alcohol or other addiction, either the cortisol drop, or it could be could be even a, a blood sugar drop, right? Where cortisol will jump in and try to raise your blood sugar level and give you gives you a, a kind of a high naturally. But that, is, that will ask you to, to crave for food, and a lot of, a lot of us, me included, would, would just grab uh, some easy carbs. So, so that, is, that is where it starts, and then uh, it, yeah, it goes all the way through. So you look at uh, all those symptoms, and cortisol usually plays a role both on the, on the causal side as well as on the effect side.
1: So right now, one of the things that's really popular, and in fact, I've got one sitting at a pharmacy across the street from me, are these glucose monitors that you stick on your arm and you wave your cell phone in front of. And after a meal, you can see your glucose levels and it's helping people just see their numbers. Well, when I eat that, holy crap, it skyrockets. People don't know that eating a potato or some raisins can knock it through the roof. You talked about being able to replicate a ten thousand dollar test on your cell phone is this what we're talking about or are you talking about that i get to breathe into a tube or wave it over a patch or something like that and my phone is going to go you've got high cortisol your cortisol's dipped like
0: yeah so there's there's really two points one is cortisol it does this it's it just explaining ex- like exactly what we're doing right now the amazing effect on whether it's addiction or ptsd or depression or burnout i can give you a list of 150 symptoms we can talk for hours you can pretty much type in any disease or disorder in google scholar with cortisol and you'll find a correlation that's how strong and how powerful cortisol is it's the master that's the title of our book it's the master hormone
1: So what I want to, I want to interrupt here because you say this and you started the conversation with this, with a commentary about this. And so I want to, I want to go back to it for a second. If I can go into Google and type in 150 different symptoms and put the word cortisol behind it, I'm going to see the correlation. So why the hell isn't the medical industry looking at this and keeping this as a primary focus? Is this one of these, well, insurance companies don't want to cover it. Is this, is this like nutrition? That doctors just aren't trained in it. What the hell's going on here? If this if this counts so much and it can if my child, this is I'm I'm pissed. If my child can say, I'm feeling depressed, and so they check their own cortisol, if my child can say, man, I'm really craving weed right now, and they can check their own cortisol and see what's going on. How come you guys are the first ones to actually come across with a product? And how come you're thinking of this first? What is going on here?
0: Right. Let's let's first explain what uh, what is the co- the reason why this information is not out there, which is what the book does. And then secondly, which is the goal is we should all be monitoring our cortisol, everybody, because it's not just addicts or or. Uh, folks who are depressed or in long COVID that have cortisol issues. 70 80 percent of the adults in the U.S. have cortisol issues, and I'm not talking about the the Cushing syndrome or Addison, which is a serious diseases, right? But those are, I mean, we'll obviously uh, refer refer them to the medical specialist. But first, let let's ask the question. I asked that question to. I'll give you another example, also from left field. We spoke after we. Uh, were introduced by Stanford professors in infertility. So you'd think that they understand uh, cortisol. And uh, yes, they see sometimes patients with Cushing or Edison, uh, which are not many, but they go to specialized hospitals like that. Uh, But then they said, well, why don't you talk to a professor in endocrinology? And we spoke to a lady called Sarah Berger, Uh, amazing. And I asked her the same question. She told me in the first half an hour. She said, I've shown causality, which is really hard in humans, as you know. Her whole career was about cortisol, and she showed from the, the brain, so the HPA axis, hypothalamus, pituitary, uh, adrenals, to in women, the ovaries, and man testes. She showed that uh, 20% increase in cortisol in the morning renders any woman infertile. So that is... I I fell off my chair. Yes. Uh, So I asked her, like, how the heck do the professors at Stanford... Why is this not on the front page of the New York Times? Because millions of women should be testing their cortisol before they uh, go to a gynecologist to bypass the HPA axis and take a a pill or uh, go for IVF, right? And... It's, it's a no-brainer. And um, she said, look, I'm a professor in endocrinology. I publish in endocrinology journals. So she, she really uh, needs someone to focus on getting the message out. Uh, so the information is all there. You can, I mean, we didn't have to do a single clinical study. We're, we're talking about over a million scientific studies on cortisol, peer-reviewed. So I, don't take my word for it. Look it up. And then, so that explains why you go to a a psychiatrist and you ask them about the correlation between uh, cortisol levels and depression or suicidal behavior or uh, burnout or anxiety, uh, PTSD. Most of them will have no clue. They might have read two pages in medical school on on cortisol. They don't come from the uh, endocrinology field, and even there, to to be active uh, in uh, clinical trials, right, uh, that requires understanding because it's not like your heartbeat. Uh, this, this is a diurnal curve that you need to understand and know when to measure at what time of day. So this is where we came in with the technology.
1: So now that my whole conspiracy theorist thing is, why is this information being stymied and everything is up? I want to ask... First of all, this this thing that you've created for my cell phone to read my cortisol levels, is it out yet or do I still got to wait?
0: Next year. So we, uh, we're only a year and a half old, very early stage, Silicon Valley startup. As you know, it's very high risk, requires millions of capital. And uh, hopefully we can bring it to the masses uh, next year.
1: And it's, it's, it's very true. It's like, you know, and I'm part of a tech firm. And so I understand you have an idea. It's a great idea. People love the idea. Now go fund the idea. And that's that's what takes the time. So I get that. So what do I do in the meantime? I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm going to buy your book. I'm going to buy your book right now. I'm not going to wait for the because the, the 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 teams always send me, your know, PR teams always send me the book. I'm not waiting. I'm going to get it, and I'm going to get it tonight. And I'm going to start reading this. But how do I know? I, I don't even know to ask that question because it's like I should just assume that my cortisol levels are all screwed up. Is that true?
0: Yeah, that's the, that's the first question validation, right? If if I would be a woman who's trying to get pregnant, first question I would have after this, after hearing this, would be. Uh, tell me, is my uh, is, is cortisol the reason why I can't get pregnant? And do I need to, to monitor it to balance it? And the answer is yes. So um, I would uh, talk to your physician. Similarly with um, uh, depression, uh, anxiety, I would uh, look at uh, where you are on the on a diurnal curve. And as I mentioned, if it's elevated, you know you have to bring it down. If it's uh, uh, when you have, as, as we discussed, an HPA dysfunction, where it got to a point where it's, it's uh, too low, that—that's the case in um, uh, long COVID, for example. Then uh, that's a that's a little bit tougher. But I would also talk to a medical specialists to uh, to help you with that. But just knowing where y- you are, that's that's crucial.
1: Viva, I wish I could sit here and say um, this interview is making me happy it's pissing me off like and, and, and for great reason I mean you got you guys are obviously on a massive breakthrough path and I, and I am and and it it it's it's absolutely important necessary ethical for you to say to my listeners you have to go talk to your psychiatrist you have to go talk to, to the doctor but I want to respond for some of my Listeners who say, I don't have $10,000 for a blood test my insurance company isn't going to cover. So what I need to understand from you, Viva, is what am I doing to screw up my cortisol levels that I'm doing every day and may not know it? Or I can immediately go, you know what, starting today, starting right now, I'm no longer going to eat gummy bears. Because that's, you know, but what is my... How am I affecting my cortisol with my behaviors? That's what I want to know from right. you right now.
0: Before I go there, just an, another one. As I mentioned, uh, fat cells exacerbate uh, cortisol problems. Um, it turns out, uh, just another side story, but uh, we asked, you know, overweight, di- uh, pre-diabetes, diabetes. We asked the professors, like, we assume insulin and, like you said, continuous glucose monitoring is, is the most important thing. Uh, Uh, biomarker. And is it correct to assume that cortisol is the second most important biomarker? And they said, we think cortisol should be on uh, at least the same level as insulin. And the reason is insulin becomes predictable. So cortisol exacerbates uh, problems. It's physiologically impossible to lose weight longer term if your cortisol is out of balance. So this is the reason, and this is what the nutrition industry doesn't, doesn't understand. It's a cortisol and a neurotransmitter and an insulin problem. Uh, back to your question. <laughs> it's getting more fun. It's, no, it's, I, think, I think we're going to get more happy because measure. if you are able to measure it in the future, you're able to take action, and not just you. Eventually, we will educate the psychiatrist and the psychologist and the endocrinologist and the gynecologist. We'll educate them. But uh, until then, so there's four modalities, but it is important to understand where you sit on that curve. Now, if, if um, you, you haven't done a test and you worked night shift, uh, let's say emergency room nurse, very likely, if you have prob- uh, sleep problems, uh, it's, it's cortisol. It's, um, you can take as many um, melatonin pills as you like. It's not going to help you much, right? Because cortisol drives your circadian rhythm. It's higher up in the chain, the rest is downstream. If your cortisol rhythm is is not uh, proper, then the rest downstream will fall apart, and that goes for sleep. Uh, that both both sleep time and quality. It goes for nutrition, uh, and so forth. So you need to understand what curve you have. I would I would recommend reading the book so you understand the eight different curves. Uh, but. If I speak in general terms, um, there's four modalities that you can focus on. Uh, Number one is nutrition. Not a surprise. The second one is exercise. Way overrated. Um, It's very helpful for uh, lots of, uh, uh, you know, uh, you have uh, uh, endorphins, lots of other uh, uh, biological processes that make you happy uh, where exercise is helpful, but it's way overrated when it comes to weight loss, for example. If you, if you work out three times, if you, it's not a core, it's not a, a calorie in, calorie out, an exercise problem. Um, the other one is, uh, so that's the, so the first is nutrition. Second one is sleep. Third one is, uh, what, uh, what we call, uh, hormetic stress. Um, think of cold shower, sauna, and, uh, we have, uh, the mindset, uh, we have, um, Lies is a model from uh, Alia Crum, a professor at Stanford. This is uh, a simple training that uh, you uh, can embrace uh, cortisol. And assuming that you're open to it, right? And it, it might be that your cortisol curve uh, is is uh, uh, a little bit far off so that you, you need other types of intervention. But if it's um, moderately... Uh, irregular this this type of uh training might help you embrace and drive uh, hormone levels in your body so she is one of the first who quantified hormone levels based on mindset very very exciting work you
1: go back for a second because as you can see by all my viking hats behind me um, you know being in in Finland and you know sweden and and Norway and Iceland, and my own my own love affair with Norse mythology and the the sauna and and sweat lodges and cold showers, which which is i'm I'm what I would consider a polar swimmer. I go under the ice. My daughter and I have been doing that since she was two. What is this doing for my? cortisol? Because I love cold showers and cold swimming and saunas and steam rooms and stuff. What is this doing for my cortisol?
0: Yeah, it's proven, and, and we're getting more and more research that's confirming it, that these stressors, whether it's exercise or taking a cool shower, um, sometimes in, in food, we, we call them pre-oxidants. So they actually inflame you more uh, but in a, in a way that um, the inflammation is coming down faster afterwards.
1: Is this because of the like the anandamides, the neurotransmitters that's being ter- the, the the neuromodulators that are being trained, you know, to to release after these intentional stressors?
0: There's a lot of stuff happening. I I know that uh, we have these uh, endorphins coming out um, if you uh, are gonna swim in uh, in forty degrees water. <laughs> You're coming out of that, uh, then uh, the endorphins will kick in and, and that, that will have an elevated level for hours, right? Uh, so yes, it's, it's neurotransmitters, it's, uh, it's hormones. So cortisol will definitely... So your adrenaline, here's what happens. Adrenaline kicks in, stays high for a couple of minutes and then comes down, has a half-life uh, of 12 minutes. Then cortisol comes in has a half life of 66 minutes, so it stays elevated longer. Now, the moment when, which is the case with most of us, uh, where we are stressed for longer periods of time, then the cortisol stays elevated and that does the damage. But the principle is you go to the sauna, you take a cold shower, you eat healthily, your cortisol is coming down uh, uh, late, uh, I mean, afterwards but goes to a lower level than it otherwise would have been.
1: Alright, so what's my fourth one? Because we had the we had the 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 food, the sleep, the 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 stressors of exercise and sauna. And, and the mindset. And, and the mindset. Yep, Is this just four. being positive? Is it more than that? Is no, it affirmations and gratitude?
0: Uh no. I would say it's it's embracing that cortisol is not just negative. There's, there's, a, there's a reason why we evolved where cortisol has been helping us and it's still, its purpose is to help us. But we also need to uh, be aware that uh, there's devastating effects. And actually a great example is when a woman uh, delivers a baby, a, uh, a girl, that girl already has the eggs of the granddaughter. In place. They have proven that the cortisol levels of the grandmother have an effect on not just the, 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 the second, but also in the third generation. So you're, and the reason is that we have the placenta has a protein that uh, cuts, uh, you know, cuts out the uh, filters out the cortisol. The moment cortisol is elevated for too long, enzyme can't cut it anymore, it flows over into the the blood of the fetus. And the fetus will actually have a much higher risk of uh, earlier birth with all the negative cortisol effects, including, um, you know, less time with the mother when they're usually uh, prematurely born. Secondly, the immune system is not 100%, so cortisol needs to be elevated to make up for that. This is just one example. is is growth up to an inch uh, because of uh, the, these cortisol effects.
1: This is this is incredible. So your book is called Cortisol: The Master Hormone. You can download it today on Amazon. You can buy it now, but Hardime—that is the website we want people to go to. So, P A R D I G M dot com. You need to go to this website, folks. Listen, listeners. I, I'm. These are not in. These are not like paid endorsements. I'm listening to this show for the first time like you are right now. I'm getting this information for the first time other than reading the, the, the pre-show notes that I was given for this show and being very interested in this. But this is one of those things of parents, of teens that are struggling, of children who we are scared that are going to be in risky behavior or go beyond risk, right? That's the name of the show, Viva, Beyond Risk and Back. How did our kids go from just doing risky teenage things to, 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 to truly devastating their health and, and their behavior is killing my behavior and my behavior is killing the home's behavior and everything's a mess now. We are always looking for solutions and we are always looking at, at tools, you're you're saying that cortisol, this master hormone, it improves your health, your weight, your athletic performance, your menopause symptoms, longevity, reduces stress. This is this is one of those secrets that people need to know about.
0: You did mention the pharmaceutical industry, so they're not going to work against us, right? But the but the here's the thing they are not gonna make money. And I I don't have anything against medication, Um, but they will, in my view, from what I've learned, there will not be a pill working on cortisol uh, for in in my lifetime. And the simple reason is cortisol drives your brain. If there's gonna be a pill, there's gonna be too many side effects. I don't think it's gonna happen. I'm not, as, as I told you about the four modalities, I'm not against medication, right? But it's good to educate yourself and, and work with your physician on on looking at how you can counter uh, your your symptoms. And uh, yeah, there's there is uh, so it's not mutually exclusive. We uh, we are just seeing new ways by learning to quantify this problem.
1: My last question, and this is not something I've ever asked a guest before, because I don't I don't necessarily always think that it's a good idea but the families the parents who listen to the show are sometimes very desperate can you affect your child's cortisol levels without them knowing
0: my personal take but every situation is different would be in an open dialogue so that you have buy-in on all sides both from your children even if they're young um, as well as with your uh, your physicians Um, and they, if, if, if they get educated, they might understand, look, uh, it's, I might not care, right? They might decide to smoke until they die and that's that's their choice. But at least be aware of the risks.
1: I'm blown away. I'm, I'm just, look, I'm not often speechless, but this one's got me tongue-tied. I, I'm going to say it again, Go go get the book. It's, it's called Cortisol, the Master Hormone. It's a bestseller. It's on Amazon right now. You can download it today. The website that you want to go to, I'm going to spell it so that you have it. P-A-R-D-I-G-M dot com. Viba, and his name is spelled W-I-B-E, last name W-A-G-E-M-A-N-S. It's Dutch, so he forbade me from butchering it at the beginning of the show to talk about it. But look, I know you come to this show to find out those tricks, tools, tactics, techniques, and you know on the show that the primary pushback that I've always given you as a host is to say, you go do the work first. You go take care of yourself first, your adult relationship second, and your children third. And this is one of those ways to do it. Get your cortisol under control. I I told you, I'm going today to pick up my glucose monitor so I can see which meals are good for me and which meals aren't, but boy do I love eating them and I gotta really reevaluate that because this constant process of self-evaluation is how I heal, it's how I do my work. And it's modeling that work that's going to get my children, my son, my daughter, to do their work on their personal, not my lectures, not me telling them, and, and especially not just me handing them a book. If I'm gonna teach them about the master hormone, if I'm gonna teach them about cortisol and how much it's affecting my mental health, I need to show them. You need to show your kids. That's really the gift we give our children. So huge thanks to VEBA for bringing this and teaching us about this. Go learn more. Always, I want to thank Deepen Productions for the great music, for producing the show, for making it sound great. I want to thank Medialith for getting this show out there and getting in front of people and parents. I know it's been a minute since I've been putting out new shows, but I've really wanted to come back at another level. Times are changing. Things are not getting better. They're getting worse. We got to fight harder. So always, thank you for listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing to Beyond Risk and Back. And I'll see you next time.